is a special episode of Good Soul Hunting, or as we call it in our country, Buena Casa de Basofia. Today, we're going to find out the best way to spend those hard-earned pesos on the best swill around. Today, three cervezas will square off. Only one will get the coveted commercial treatment. The amigos are trying Agria, Monterey, and Tecate. Which one will be the best of the cheap swill? Welcome to the Cinco de Mayo episode of Good Swill Hunting. That is right. It is a special episode today of Good Swill Hunting. And uh, I just want to say that that kind of sets you guys up. This is a little different today. Uh, we are going to do three beers and the best beer will get a commercial that we'll, we'll air at the uh, end of this podcast. So the winner, that's the commercial treatment. So it's we need Clint Eastwood. We need <laughs> something. We need something. We'll come up with something good. Uh, but yes, this is Good Swill Hunting. We've got our uh, beer insider, Brian. I'm just here for the beer. You're just here for the beer. We've got our beer outsider, Matt. Que pasa? Yeah. And we've got our uh, beer balancer, Blaine. I'm the other guy. You're the other guy. And uh, I'm I'm John Lore. Always love having you guys along with us and uh, really appreciate everybody who has subscribed. We've gotten a lot of downloads. And we, we, we hit 500 a few weeks ago, which was awesome. That was good to see. Thank Drink you. to that. And we've gotten a lot of feedback. One other feedback I wanted to give you guys from the listener was always enjoyable hearing beer reviews from real beer lovers. That was kind of cool. I enjoyed getting that kind of a... Uh, have you guys heard any uh, feedback in person? Yeah, I, I got a text the other day from a buddy of mine at the... He's been listening at the gym and he says he has to stop it because it's becoming counterproductive. He's working out and going home and pounding a few. <laughs> That's kind of the idea, right? Exactly. Matt, I know you've heard a lot. A lot of people have mentioned you. I unfortunately don't get out a whole lot. <laughs> you are loved for your love of butch eyes. Butch eyes. Butch eyes. <laughs> That's another swill. That's a different. Yeah, we should try that That's one. That's a knockoff version. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was told that uh, hearing JFK talk about Narragansett uh, yeah. brought somebody from the Boston area to tears. Oh. And uh, another person told me they'll remember not to try Boson. Yeah, Boson. That was a tough one to drink. That was. I, I let a couple of buddies try that because I had a few left over. And just to look on their faces, they did not want to finish it. When you compare it to simpler times, though. You, yeah, simpler times. If you haven't heard that episode yet, you may want to go back I'll and take listen a to it. Well, Terrible. You know, simpler times just needs to make a bosun. <laughs> I don't know if that would be such a good idea. It's like two ugly people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be good. Right? Um, so, so today's episode is different. We're doing three beers. We usually just do one. And, but we're gonna, this is Cinco de Mayo. We want to help you guys out. Save some money. So when you're walking down the story aisle, aisle later today, maybe after work, and you're looking for you know, some way to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, we got you covered. You don't have to spend all that money. So three beers that uh, you heard in the uh, intro there. Cerveza Monterey, which is a, a lot like a Corona. And so we'll be trying that one. Uh, we've got Tecate Original. I'm sure you've seen it in stores near you. Uh, we think that one's a lot like a Modelo, maybe a knockoff Modelo for Ooh. you. A little bit. And they're all much, much cheaper. And that's my go-to. And then the other one that I had never seen before uh, is Regia Extra. Regia Extra. They come in 32-ounce bottles. And 
That's an interesting one. I'm really curious. And I'll tell you this. I had a lot of fun. We don't each have a 13-ounce bottle, though. 32-ounce. No, 32 we don't. 32-ounce bottle, sorry. We've, we've divided them up into solo cups. So. Yeah, Matt, it's for sharing. It's for sharing. <laughs> That's such BS. <laughs> so, we, we had to wrestle the bottle out of his hand when we were pouring it out earlier. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hey, we're splitting this. He's like, That's not like true. Hey, he's, he's been on. trying to drink it already, but we, we, he has to wait. And you know, I'll tell you, I took my wife with me to go find this because I was looking for that random unicorn beer. And we went to a place uh, that specializes in like the Latino market, and it's it was an interesting store. And I found this one, and you know, so hey, we're gonna try it out. So, dude, it looks like my spring break in college in Cancun. In here, I'm yeah, looking does. at all this beer. There's even chips and salsa on it's the a table. Special episode. And this is a special. And now, the, the reason we have chips and salsa is because hey, this is a Cinco de Mayo episode, and we thought, how do we cleanse our palate in between beers? Well, if it goes well with chips and salsa. It's going to be a winner, but only one's going to win. So that's how we're going to do it. And we're going to start out with Regia Extra. And so uh, real quick, if you guys have anything you want to, you know, feedback wise, Facebook at Goodswill Podcast. We also have Gmail, which is Goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. We now have an Instagram page. Heck yeah, we do. Brian. It is Goodswill Podcast. Check us out there. So Goodswill Hunting was taken? Goodswill Hunting was taken, How yeah. in the world? I don't know. All right. Well, look. Look us up on Instagram, and we'll keep you updated on these beers. So let's start out with Regia Extra. Uh, Blaine, give us a description. Describe the bottle for us, and then we'll uh, we'll get this thing started. Uh, it's a big one, 32 ounce. <laughs> All right. So we got a we got a crown on the top of the label. Regia Extra Smooth Lager <laughs> Beer, brewed and bottled by Industrias La Constancia. Nice job. S A D E C V. San, Salva- San Salvador, oh, El Salvador. Okay. Did you drop so, an essay in there? Did I? Uh, did I did. You? I, it, it, it's, Don't you know It's an abbreviated S-A, which I assume is... S-A? I assume that has to do with where the brewery is. S-A? Yeah, I think that might be the state or something like that. South America. Let me just double check the bottle here. 32 fluid ounces. It's a quart, obviously. Anything else? That it? The refund? No, not yet. Because we got it first. I want to clear something up. So this is uh, this is from El Salvador, the city of San Salvador. Uh, we Very also have bottle. one from Guatemala, and then we've got one from Mexico. So you're saying, hey, Cinco de Mayo, that's a Mexican holiday, right? That's so, Matt. You bring us up to speed. Hold on, I want them to hear me set the bottle on okay. the table, just so you. And it's a wow. big bottle. <laughs> So Matt, Cinco de Mayo. So yeah, I was digging around on that a little bit today, and it's not Mexican Independence Day, as many people like to believe. That's actually celebrated on September 16th. Um, It's actually a holiday that started in Los Angeles back in 1863, I believe. Wow. And it's to celebrate the the Mexican independence from France. France had come over there and taken over Mexico. Well, they, we were busy with the Civil War. We were busy finished with the Civil War. We went down and we backed the Mexican rebels who were trying to get France out of there. And, and that's what the Cinco de Mayo, at least what I've read this morning on 
<laughs> my brief little research. Good job. I found some recipes though. That oh, fun, you did. So. Oh, good. Well, let's talk about it. All right, let's. let's but, but what I find interesting is we're always like, oh, Cinco de Mayo is an Americanized holiday, and yeah. it really is an Americanized holiday. Yeah, it definitely right? is. So, so. That is, yeah, and that's something I just quick googling. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I will say this: the reason we're doing the beers we're doing is also because the, if you were to go to a Mexican restaurant today, these are probably some of the beers that you could uh, you could get. You know, not Monterey, but you can get Corona, probably Tecate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you so and those are all from different countries as well. So we're going to kind of just throw them all in the same boat. But we realize that, you know, a Guatemalan beer is not the same as a Mexican beer. But we're going to we're going to taste them the same. You guys want to try your first sip of uh, of Regia I've Extra? Been, I've been dreaming. I know. I can see you over there. All right. So let's uh, down the hatch, see what we think about this guy. And while they uh, take the first sips, let me describe it a little more. Um, people say this has a nice malt flavor up front, and it quickly transitions to As a you taste uh, this, we're gonna get cereal grain sweetness. Uh, it's got a 2.97 rating on Untapped, a 4.8 percent. Uh, it's a pale lager known as a light, smooth, clean, sweet, and dry. This is 12 cents an ounce, and uh, these were 3.79 a piece, a 32 ounce bottle. So, um, Brian, I see <laughs> you look puzzled. Brian, no, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. It's acceptable. I think it's very acceptable. I know oh. when you, uh, John, <laughs> John, Johnny, when you first. Open it. You said it. It smelled off pudding. Um, I took a. It did uh, smell weird. Yeah, maybe maybe that was just because it's been you know cooped up for who knows how long. But taking the smell of it smells like beer. Uh, It smells like a Mexican lager, and the description is exactly I I believe that as you you described it with the flavor. um, You know, a little sweet maltiness, and you get some of the sweet cereals in it. But has like almost a drier finish. Um, Yeah, this is uh, so far so good. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? I'm I'm digging it. I, I mean, it tastes a lot. I mean, and I took a, a big sip, mm-hmm. of probably half a red solo. I saw cup. that, <laughs> and I, you know, it was clean. I didn't, I didn't get a bitter beer face from it. It's very tasty. It's on online with with the Bush Ice. I would really. This is what you compare it to. Yeah, I mean, Bush Ice to me has a, a sweet sweeter finish to it. And okay. We apologize to anybody in El Salvador who's offended by that <laughs> comparison to Bush Ice. To Bush Ice. All right, Blend. I see you take a, a couple swigs over there. What are you thinking? Probably taking about four or five sips already yeah. <laughs> while they were talking. Really smooth finish. I really yeah, like this beer. It is it's really good. I'm um, so- compared to some of the stuff we've had to drink, <laughs> this is uh, this is very clean and crisp and a nice finish. Uh, you know, I didn't expect that. No, I didn't either. And I'll tell you this: I had very low expectations going in. It, 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 the the bottle looked a little in. Can you I don't know. Intimidating. On this? It was three seventy nine for a thirty two ounce. $3.79. But let me, let me tell you this. That's actually one of the more expensive beers that we've had because that turns out to be about 12 cents an ounce. But we poured so, four full cups of this. Almost this four. Almost. No, we, had, we, we opened two bottles. Oh, we opened two yeah, bottles. So. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, so, so one is about three and a half beers. About three and a half beers-ish. But something about the serving size of it. So, uh, you know, I studied abroad in college in Ecuador. And it was very common to have a big bottle like this, a beer, and you just ordered for the table and you'd all have a, oh. a glass. You may fill it halfway and then when you're done, you order another bottle. Yeah. So this is, there's there's a, a little bit of a cultural uh, remembrance for me uh, of being in Ecuador and, and drinking uh, pills and beer, I believe, I believe it was called back then. And w- w- why is it 32 and not 40? You know, in the United States, 40 ounces when you're getting the big guys is usually what you get. They don't have the same freedoms we do. <laughs> is that what it is? 40 ounces okay. of freedom. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> all right. Speaking of 
freedoms and 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 brewing and and uh, this is the El Salvador beer. What do you know about the? This is going to be tough for you, Brian. What do you know about who brews it? Uh, it it's brewed. No, it's not tough. I hablo un poco de español. Oh, nice um, job. I was able to do my research. Um, but it is uh, brewed by uh, Cerveceria La Castancia. Um, it is. Uh, they call it a macro brewery there. Well, we're going to get to that. It was opened in 1906. It was the first brewery in El Salvador, which I think that itself is, is pretty cool. Um, it is really cool. The first one, you said? First one. And they were, the, the company itself was kind of... Uh, can I can I butt in real quick? Absolutely. Matt is refilling his cup. I think they, <laughs> I think he's found his his Mexican beer, his go-to. important moment. Nice. His Cinco de Mayo beer. But, but they were, they were kind of, they're innovative uh, in El Salvador. They were also 1920... Um, the first soft drink bottling plant in El Salvador. Oh, interesting. Um, now, in 1935, the beer company changed their name because um, they were originally named after the owner. So it was Rafael Mesa Ayu and Company. And uh, then they combined with Cerveceria Polar. And that's where the uh, Locustancia SA came from. Um, and that same year, this is really cool, in that same year, 1935, they actually st- switched from the old, you know, horse-drawn carts and push carts to distribute their beer and really? went to cars and went to trucks. Holy cow. Which is, is I think, pretty darn neat. Um, in 1970s, they started import to the United States. And then in 2001, they uh, joined forces or were bought by SAB South African Brewery, which eventually became SAB Miller. And then ownership gets really oh. murky from 2001 until 2016. And now this is an AB and Bev beer. Is it really? Okay. Yes. Wow, they all, they have a lot of beers. That's a lot of beers. Yeah, they do. So, you know, I think I think this is a, a decent beer because I, I see I would say it is. Matt's on a refill, Blaine's about done, I just finished, and Brian's over there. We went there. into this not thinking we were going to drink all of these because no. we got three. No. So what is the, what do you think this is comparable to? But so, uh, I'm curious what you guys think ha- after having drank this. What beer uh, would you compare this to? Maybe it's more expensive counterpart. Any but, ideas? But even before we get to that, so I was thinking back to my my days in Ecuador and the beers there. I think Klub and Pilsen or Pilsner were the two that we drank, and mm-hmm. they were and they were in that same size bottle. They're all terrible. Really? Putrid. Even when I was in college and didn't know good beer, they were still ba- bad back then. So I was expecting the worst here. Um, but I was too. Comparing it to, I don't know. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's even smoother with a lime. I was about ready to drop a lime and, in it. And it does say smooth lager beer, as Blaine had mentioned, right on the label. And that is spot on. Uh, wow. I, yeah, I don't know. This is, it's reminiscent of a Modelo. Would you, would you say, Blaine, that was your go-to beer? It's kind of like a Modelo. I drink Modelo, and this is a lot like Modelo. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got a few uh, flavor notes that are slightly different. Sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But it's very smooth, and it's got that clean crispness yeah. like Modelo. Like in, like if you've had a, like a Dos Equis, it's way smoother than that, too. Like This is probably one of the smoothest uh, beers, Cinco de Mayo beers that I've had. Very good. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I, uh, I, I thought Modelo at first. Oh, thank you. You can swig the rest if you'd like, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian wants some more, folks. I think we found a really good. This might be hard to beat. <laughs> what the they're they're pouring there, the rest there, out. There's something about passing oh the bottle around Pass and pouring bottle. it into cups. I feel like yeah, it's this is kind of very it's, it's very Mario. communal. It's very nice. All right, I feel like what this is drawing us closer as a podcast. To, <laughs> I do too. Like, <laughs> I consider you guys my brothers now. <laughs> Me and hermanos. 
we're, we're hermanos de la cerveza. We are Regia brothers, is what po- we are right Poyos now. Pollos hermanos, <laughs> the chicken brothers. <laughs> All right, so I think we're probably ready to rate this one. Um, now remember, let me just go over the details one more time. This is three seventy nine for a thirty two ounce bottle, works up to twelve cents an ounce, which we need to take into account. At least you know, Blainwell with the with the balancing is on the well. This is the most expensive beer we're trying today, so it is a little pricier. So, and, but if you bought two of those, that's a six pack, three seventy five each bottle. Um, that's still well, yeah. So if you bought, uh, if you well, no, so a six I, pack I'm is seventy two ounces. So you're close. <laughs> this would be sixty four ounces if you bought two, and yeah. a six pack is seventy two ounces. So, so you're, getting you're getting a little less. But flavor wise, I don't know. Let's go see. So Matt, uh, can, a six pack of Modelo will run you about. Ten or eleven dollars. Sure, it will. It, it's, it's definitely cheaper than your 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 more well known beers. Matt, I'm curious. Depending on where you buy. Let's it. start with you. Where are you going to rate this? And I know you drink another, so I need to ask you that. Sure, I'm going to give it a four, a good solid four. I like it a lot. Um, I could see it being a problem for single consumption in yeah. that you would have to pound it because yeah. the bottle is so big, and I don't have sure. any koozies that'll fit that. No, nope. you know, <laughs> I, I'd give it a good solid four. You I, don't have a koozie that'll fit this. I don't. I don't. I find that hard to believe. You can just pour it in your, you know, your tumbler. You put your coffee in instead. <laughs> I, I actually have a tumbler that says "might be beer," mm. and it could be. All right, Brian, what do you think? Um, I'm going to give it a solid four as well. Wow, um, we, yeah. we so our beer outsider and insider are in agreement on this beer. And, well, and the reason why I'm settling on four is we have two more beers to try, and I'm kind of in my mind wanting to rank them one, two, three. Sure. And so yeah. the, the four puts us, you know, I think a four, but there might be something that I think is better. I'll give that a four and a half. Okay. I don't think anything oh. but Narragansett could ever have a five on this show. I hear you. But, yeah. did, but this did, is this is a solid beer. Um, there aren't any aftertastes like you get in a lot of the the macro yes. um, Mexican beers that we have in the United States. So uh, smooth, sweet, and goes great with lime too. I think oh, the you lime, put a lime in it. Yeah, I think the lime. What it did is it countered some of that sweetness. Interesting. Um, and it balanced lime. it more. Yeah. Throw throw one my way. Um, so. This right now we've got uh, we've got an agreement with the outsider and the insider, which is fascinating. I, I think to me. we just had a moment. We I, did. I, I think. Blaine, would you it's like a breakthrough? To grab this lime here just to see if you want to put that in there. <laughs> uh, I'm grab. I'm I curious. Did and it's very good. Oh, it you made, did. It made it a little smoother. Yeah. Did it? Okay. Putting the lime in it. Um, okay. This is a tough one for me because it is a lot like Modelo. I was going to give it a four and a half. Wow. <clears throat> it gets a four because of the big bottle. If okay. it was in a can and I could have one, I would give it a four and a, I would give it a four and a half. You would give it a higher score. Um, that that big bottle and that size, I, I'm gonna knock it down to a four. Okay. But man, it's good. It is good. It's very smooth, and I think that is probably the key in this beer is how smooth it is. Alcohol content four point eight percent. So um, you, you could drink this stuff all day long. Pretty much. I mean, this is a this is a, this is a great beer. It's a great beer to you put on the table. You could drink it in the sun. You could drink it. You in know, the you sun. could drink it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm gonna I'm in agreement. I think we're in the four range, but I'm gonna knock it down to a three and a half because of the price and the difficulty to find it. There is. I have never seen this anywhere except for this this market that I went to. 
Uh, it was called Compare Foods. Like I said, it, it specializes in uh, Latino, you know, you South American knowledge. Yeah, so it was difficult to find. I, I, I did see it too, though. Uh, on, but I, I've never seen it at like a Harris Teeter or one of your more traditional grocery stores. Yeah, but not I did, like a Kroger or Meyer, Walmart. I saw like it at La Unica, and I also saw it at uh, Super G. So you got to seek it out. Yeah, so, same thing. It was more of the the Latin American so, uh, targeted sure. grocery stores. So at, for the price. Uh, and the difficulty to find it, and the size, get three and a half. If I could add uh, one thing to it, for me, the lime did not improve it at oh, all. Okay, I, I don't care for it. No me gusta with the lime. <laughs> Good job. We, we have a lot of really cultured people here. Okay, so, Blaine, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm just saying, this is normally a short podcast. Well, this is going to be longer it's today. It's going to be longer today. Yes, it uh, is. We still got a couple more beers, Yes, but it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so let's do our next one. Well, I'm curious. Do we know what we're supposed to be looking for from a style point of view? Do we have a style? That is a really good point. If we could get the style guide on this, because Matt has this really nifty little handy style guide. So this is... I do. They, this is called... They call it the uh, pale lager. So what do, what do you got, Matt? Well, for the Mexican style lager... Um, the general consensus is that they all have pretty restrained flavors. Um, nothing's going to really stand out. It's all going to be light honey, grain malt, um, low low hoppiness. It's Definitely. Pretty yeah. pedestrian stuff. Um, even the darker versions, it says, are dark only in color and rarely have any maltiness to them. So hmm. I definitely think that this is in line with what we would consider a, a light lager. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was smooth. Yeah, I didn't taste a lot of that maltiness that I thought I would. There, this is a this is a decent beer. So here, you guys may want to uh, cleanse your palates. Oh yeah, get oh, your yeah. chips, get your salsa, and let's talk about this next beer that we'll be trying here on our special Cinco de Mayo. Yes, we have chips and salsa here to cleanse our palate. Look, the reason we came up with the chips and salsa is because we do need to cleanse the palate in between. And if it's a Cinco de Mayo beer, it better go well with chips and salsa. Let's talk about our next beer. On our special Cinco de Mayo episode of Good Swill Hunting, Cerveza Monterey. Almost like a cider. Light, crisp, sweet. It's a 2.83 rating on Untapped. That's the average. 5.3% alcohol. It's an American lager. Described as light, clean, smooth, sweet. Made by Cerveceria Centroamericana Macro Brewer out of Guatemala. 6.49 for a six-pack which is $0.09 cents an ounce, a bit cheaper than Regia. It's comparable to Corona, which is $9.99, or $0.13 cents an ounce, of course, varies by location. Uh, Blaine, tell me about this bottle. It looks a lot like a Corona bottle. And it's a beautiful bottle. Um, it's got a, a palm tree. Uh, this is probably the most distinguishing characteristic. Imported beer. And then you have the palm tree, Cerveza, Monterey, Sabor, Incomparable. 5.3%, 12 ounces beer. <laughs> Very and well then done. on the back, you just got your uh, run-of-the-mill uh, warnings. <laughs> yep, standard. You know what this bottle looks like more than a, a Chrono almost? Is it, it looks like a land shark. I'm reminded oh, of the yes. land shark bottles a lot. Absolutely looks like a land shark. You're right. It totally does. All right, well, the guys have already cracked their bottles open. They're taking their sips. I see Matt looks like he's reading an article out of the newspaper right now as he looks at the uh, at the bottle. Looks kind of puzzled. Well, this is a beer for like chicks who don't like beer okay it doesn't have a whole lot of flavor to me it doesn't have a whole lot of flavor i mean it's crisp and clean i don't hate it 
but I just don't mm. taste a whole lot to it. All right. Can I, I can, can tell I point you, something out? Tell you're different. Can I can I can I point something out? Please. Corona while we took our first sips without a lime. Let's do the lime. Corona is obviously everybody knows that Corona has lime in it. So that may help the taste. Because I'll tell you the first swig, wow, that hurt. That was not a good first swig for me. I did not enjoy that. I do feel like Corona tastes better on the <laughs> I think first you're swig right. without lime. But I, I sh- I'm not going to go there yet. Okay. Uh, but Brian? Not only does the bottle remind me of Landshark, I think that the taste reminds me of Landshark. Because Corona has, uh, without, without a lime in it, Corona, if you've ever drank it, almost without a lime, because most people haven't, almost has that a slight skunkiness like a Heineken in, in, mm-hmm. in many way. And I don't okay. get that at all. I get, I'm reminded a lot of, of a land shark with this. Um, I think my best description, like what word would I describe this? This is, it's a beach beer. Okay. Um, you know, except it's, it's in a glass bottle. Right. <laughs> Shouldn't have glass on the beach. Come on, Brian. Jeez. Well, what about the Corona commercial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a, I'm really confused. Why do they like, do that? <laughs> all right. Blame. Um, it was much better with the lime. Uh, yeah, the the lime help. made a really big difference mm-hmm. on it. Um, it did have a little bit of a funky taste without the lime at first. Yes. I want to say it's still there a little bit with the mm. lime, but the lime uh, helps it a lot. Uh, Matt, what are we supposed to be tasting here? What does a style guide say? I mean, it's on drinkable. <clears throat> it's drinkable, in your opinion. Amer- this is an American lager is the way it's described. You know, I don't have my actual style guide here in front of me, but... I mean, American lagers that we've tried in the past would be like Miller Lite. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... A little more flavor than a Miller Lite. Yeah, to me, the first swig I had was kind of plain. I added a lime to it, and now it just tastes like lime beer. So it does taste a lot like... (laughs) does taste a lot like Corona to me with the lime in it. It does. Now that I have the lime in it, it does taste a lot more like Corona. But the question is... Would this be something that you would get over Corona? Because Corona is, is going to cost you Absolutely another not. three to four dollars for Absolutely a six pack. Not. You would because <laughs> I can drink a Corona without a lime and be happy with it. Oh. Um, and it's even better with a lime. This okay. I, you can't drink it, in my opinion, without the lime. I, see, I disagree. I, I can't drink a Corona without the lime. <laughs> I, I mean, I've tried it before. So you can't do either. No, okay, I can't do it. I, I, I was able to drink this without a lime. And. Do you think, would you buy this over Corona? Look, we're trying 100%. to help people out on Sunday. You yeah. would. I would buy this over Corona for the price savings. Okay. I think, I think it's better. contrast here. It is. I think it's better than Corona. I mean, once again, I'm putting this as where I'm going to drink this. I'm going to drink this on the beach, right? I'm not yeah. going to drink this. If I was at a Mexican restaurant eating tacos, probably wouldn't drink this. They're not a flavor. Um, compared okay. to Regia, there's just not enough flavor. But it, there's nothing off-putting about it. I mean... You could almost say it's water with beer flavoring in it. I don't know. Okay, but. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a very good way because it 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 is lacking in the flavor department. Do you, what do you know about this brewery, Brian? I'm very curious because so this is brewed again. This to to to, to reinforce this, it's a macro brewer out of Guatemala, is the way they are described. Right. Um, and where'd you buy it? This was purchased at Aldi. Okay. Aldi is. I think they are the primary. Source of Monterey. Yes. And so I'm using a little speculation here along with some research. So it is brewed by uh, Cerveceria Centroamericano. Um, it was founded in 1886 by Mariano and Rafael Castillo Cordova. Um, when they founded the brewery, they actually uh, imported a brewmaster from Germany. Really? To, to brew their beers for them. Um, and now let's put where they're from, Guatemala, right? And I yeah. think that... 
We need to put in in perspective how awesome it is, is that this brewery was founded in 1886 and is still around today. Yeah, Just think about impressive. the history of the country and the world since then. Uh, two world wars it survived. Uh, a great economic depression, which hit Central America a lot worse sure. than it did the rest of the world. Or Why is hit that a lot surprising? Of the People need their beer in those times of crisis. <laughs> they <laughs> they had a local plague of influenza that wreaked havoc on the population. Two devastating earthquakes. Jeez. An internal armed conflict that lasted 36 years. Really? And just, you know, if anybody's ever knows much about the history of Guatemala, it's up and down and up and down and it's crazy. But you, sure. And they survived. You got to go in and brew that beer. You got it. <laughs> Even more so. And um, they have won some awards. Uh, Gallo Beer is their most famous beer. Uh, won its first award uh, in 1915, a gold medal at the International Exhibition of the Panama Canal. Interesting. And in the 2000s, 2010s, they won a couple of Monde Selection Brussels awards. But they never got a blue ribbon like Paps, right? No. Well, you're right. And they also won a marketing award. I've never even heard of Gallo marketing? Uh, beer. And that's Gallo. Sorry, Gallo. G-A-L-L-O. They won a Marketing Hall of Fame of the American Marketing Association of New York Award. Interesting. And so you have a lot of respect for this brewery. I can see that while you're 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 but at the same point isn't waiting your reviews. At the same no, at the same point because if you're on their website, guess what isn't listed? This beer. Monterey's not listed. So is this where the speculation comes in? Yes, you, you, I think you it's brought this point up before. You brought up this point before of breweries they'll put out a beer and they kind of sort of disassociate they you know disassociate. Right. because I, I think this is a uh, a store brand. This is brewed specifically for Aldi uh, to be that discount Corona or that discount Land Shark, uh, and I think that's that's the whole oh, idea okay. of it. Which is why we're not really supposed to be digging much into who brewed it because Joe customer Joe consumer is not supposed to be doing that. Just pick it up for the price point, take yeah. it home and drink it. I, and I, you're definitely right. I mean, it sits but on the shelf. That's why we have the podcast, and that's why we have it sits on the shelf just to kind of. I wouldn't say fool the customer, but I would say to convince the customer that this is going to be comparable. If you like Corona, this is what you're going to get. And what's also interesting is their website. They listed other beers that they don't brew just because they import them into Guatemala and other countries. Mm -hmm. So Tecate was listed, but they don't own Tecate. No, they don't. They just probably own the rights for that country to uh, distribute it. All right. Well, everybody said their piece on this one. Do you guys want to rate it? I think it's uh, Matt. You're almost done. I usually this, go. This Tecate staring at me. Here. I know. I usually go by Matt. Like if he if he downs it quickly, it's going to be good. So I'm guessing Matt, you have not finished. We got to hear what Matt. Yeah. So are you going to finish it? Would you like another one? I, I will finish it. I'm going to reserve my uh, judgment for a, a second one after we sample the Tecate. But okay. uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. I mean, okay. it, it's just. Yeah, I'm with Brian. I would drink this at the beach. If I was at a Mexican restaurant, yeah, I would drink it at a Mexican restaurant just to kind of maybe rinse out the spiciness of the food that I'm eating or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's, it's pretty neutral in would that respect. Would you wake up with it? And, Wait, would you wake you know, up? That's the question. I, I would I would wake up with a beer like this. And, you know, I, I wouldn't love it. On a it. Mexican beach. <laughs> But I mean, I was right there. I don't. I want. I want out of my mental mind. <laughs> I'm painting the picture. Uh, you are painting it. Well, this is picturing Matt in a speedo right now. Uh, I was picturing You're banana welcome, hammock, but okay. Uh, Brian, what do you got? 
Sorry. What are you thinking? <laughs> so big sure you got to stop uh, that. It's like a walrus flossing. <laughs> hey, the, the audience doesn't have a visual. And uh, Matt, is six, now. he's six foot four. He's got large pecs. Yeah. And he's a very handsome man. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> a lot like Fabio, right? It's yeah. a, all right. a lot. Um, w- w- I would drink another. Um, and my score is going to be, we're going to say three and a half. I, I think that Reggio is better only because it had more flavor. Um, mm-hmm. I was expecting something offensive from this one. Um, Were you? Based on the other, honestly, the other Trader Joe, Aldi, Lidl's that we drank, they've been offensive to me in flavor and just disgusting. <laughs> I was expecting the same. Flavor. Like Van Danken, come on. I mean, it tasted like vomit. I was expecting some some you know, residual vomit flavors of the, in this. Your and initial I, reaction, nope, it's a letdown. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. And this isn't. This is, uh, I, I, I would drink this on the beach. Okay. Uh, I would probably drink Regia doing like, you know, happy hour, sunset yeah. with some friends, sure. a little sundowner. This, I would drink on the beach all day long. Okay, okay. Blank. If you're on a budget, you know, it's not better than Corona. Um, and, and, you know, it's a little bit of a branding thing going on here you know the whole corona branding do you have a comparison abv comparison because at five three you know i mean it's it's what's do we even know what corona's it's right around the same i believe i think corona's right around that five percent i mean we can and i would definitely go more with the land shark comparison on this yeah um i would say corona's a little fizzier and crisper uh but this is this is this is not bad it's drinkable and if you want to save money you know, you're you're not gonna make a mistake buying this. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a three and a half. On okay, this one. three and a half. And by the way, uh, Corona four point six percent. I just double checked four point six. So this is, is higher. 5.3. So this is a little weightier. Um, so there's that, that. And I'm glad I gave it a three point five for that. And and that's why. And, and, pri- and the price. Yeah. So I'm going to agree with all you guys. I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't really like it very much. I'm going to give it a three because it's, it is cheap, but you know, if you're getting Corona, which I don't get very often, but if you're getting Corona, I would just go for, I'd pay the extra money because this has a, I don't know. There's like a wateriness to it. The flavor is just not there. A lot of these beers I feel like do have that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think that's Um, part of the whole Mexican Central American lager. They're supposed to taste watery. Well, I didn't. I think the uh, the regia didn't taste water to me. That 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 had a nice flavor to it. So I'm I'm just gonna go with the three on uh, Monterey. I'm gonna kind of pan that one. Maybe it's when you're at a country not that I will where say the water is not safe. The beer is. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, <laughs> you drink the beer. Uh, okay, well let's do our uh, third beer and put this one to the test. This is Tecate Original. Somebody said it does the job. Uh, 2.82 rating on untapped, 4.5% alcohol, American lager, light, smooth, sweet, spicy, and warm. I don't know why it said warm. Uh, <laughs> Cerveza Seria Quatomic Masatus. Wow, how in the world? I'm not very hey, good at this. Growing up in Orlando, Matazumas? Florida, I can help you out with that. All right, it is Cerveceria. Cerveceria. Matzumas, macro brewery in Monterey, Mexico. In Monterey, Mexico. This is the first Mexican That's beer t- we've had. That is a Can I help one, you with no, that? Can I, <laughs> I help you with that, that translation? Yes, please yeah, do. Heineken. 
Oh, is that what that means? Okay, yeah, that's we'll, one. we'll that's get into that. It. We will get into that. Our beer All right. investigator. This is four ninety nine for a six pack. Uh, six pack, and these are sixteen ounce cans. Matt calls them pounders. 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 It's a pounder. Six cents an ounce. The yeah. cheapest beer that we are trying today, uh, and we're thinking that it's probably comparable. The sips are happening. There are sips happening. We're going to see if this is uh, similar to maybe a Modelo, uh, which would be $9.49 or $0.13 an ounce. So you're saving yourself. It's like half price right here. Uh, So sip away. Everybody can get a Tecate. They're everywhere. It's not hard to find. Uh, And Blaine, describe the can for me. Read it for for us. I love the can. Um, You know, if you took a glance at it, you might think it's an energy drink. (laughs) You would. You're right. (laughs) Because it's, it's very, like, bold and bright. Uh, so it's red and silver. Uh, it says original at the top. Oof. And then the silver, uh, the silver bold stripe through the middle has a what looks like a hawk. Oh, it's Brian, like an eagle, Brian, right? You, since you know the brewery It looks a like bit, a German eagle. So it this it, looks it like... actually does look like a German eagle with a T in the middle of the black eagle. Yeah, this and is it like... says Tecate Cerveza Original. 16 ounce. These are big cans. I don't know why they have the bird there, but they try to uh, they try to dub themselves as a very manly beer. Interesting. I wonder if this is a, be like a manly tattoo to have on your arm. It may. Yes. Uh, so, first out, I don't know about this one. I'm going to be honest. Wow, uh, Matt, you're making faces over there. You normally eat, look when I you you I I like to read your your expressions, and you're telling me something with those expressions. What do you got? <laughs> I'm. You know, this feels like I just got done working my job at a construction site. It was the cheapest thing at the gas station. And I'm going to suffer through it because I've had a hard day, damn it. And I just need We're something. We're going back into like some of the bad ones. <laughs> you know, I thought we've been on a roll here with some uh, right beer. But ahead, yeah, I mean, it's, it's off-putting, but, you know, it only matters for the first couple, right? That's true. Can, yeah, and can I say, I had a Bush... Like, I, I could sense your go-to beer in this beer. Is there any similarities to you? Because you like Bush Ice. I didn't get the sweetness of that, but it it did have a, I don't know, it reminds me a little bit of that. Did, does it not remind, I mean, this is, you should know. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's got a little maltier flavor to it than that does for me, but, and what's the ABV on this one? Uh, the ABV on Tecate is 4.5%, so it's low. This is the lowest percentage that we've had on the uh, show today. Because yeah. as you'll recall, uh, the Regia was 4.8%, Monterey 53 Yeah, for me, the risk-reward ratio isn't there, you know. The risk-reward? <laughs> You're like an What's economist over here. What's the risk? <laughs> Headache is the risk. That is a big risk. And I do think the risk is there with this one. Brian, what do you got? That is a well, legitimate risk. Disappointment. That's where it comes from. Here's here's why it's disappointment and like you know you love your child but they just do something stupid and like just like devastatingly stupid. Like if my son uh, we, in a Miami Hurricane household would tell me he's going to Florida State, I'd be like, <laughs> you had to bring it up. I'd, he had to bring it up. I'd I'd be so disappointed. It'd be devastating. And and the reason why this beer does this for me is I have fond memories of this beer. So when I was in college, really? I was super into IndyCars, uh, IndyCar series. My dad was an official for CART and then IndyCar, and uh, had a favorite driver, uh, Adrian Fernandez. And I remember, you know, I was studying uh, public relations and communications, and I reached out to the team and said, "Hey, I'm interested in working 
for you in, you know, in marketing or public relations or communications. And they allowed me to come hang out for the weekend at the mid Ohio race. And, you know, I was over 21. They weren't giving me a minor alcohol. But at the end of the day, we would sit there and pound these with all the team members. Really? Why Jakarta? But it was a sponsor. Oh, that was a sponsor. The sponsor of the IndyCar team. Yeah. Okay. And and so I had th- I that. I see the seagull on IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- those th- had very fond memories because of that. And now it's. No. That, so wait, it tastes different from when you were younger? Or did you have worse taste buds back then? You just didn't drink a lot of beer before this? <laughs> you didn't yeah, know. probably. I mean, I'm, well, yeah. Uh, okay. I was young and I didn't know good beer then. All right. What about you, Blaine? What's your first sip impression? It is a disappointment. Um <laughs> I, I really thought, because this is probably the bigger brand of the ones we're trying, I thought it was going to be a lot right. be- better. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it just, it's lacking in the clean crispness. There's no, it's and, not smooth. And there's some weird flavoring in there. There is. Um, Watching Brian try to shove a lime into that can. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get cut. I mean, we, 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 have drank, we have drank worse on this podcast. We definitely have. But it's... I, I, I kind of expected this one to come out and just really be impressive and good. And, I, and I'm not really impressed so far, but I'm not hating it. Right. Well, and I, like, I did pick this beer out for the episode. And here's my reasoning on picking it out. It's a good one to pick. I mean, this is yeah. a great one to try. Corona, $9.99 for a six pack. Yep. This is a, a four pack of 16 ounce cans for $4.99. It was a four pack. It was a four pack. We oh. do need to try this one with a lime. I believe they call that a quad. Which is, drop. which it's not, it doesn't seem designed to put a lime in because it's a can. Well, and yeah, it doesn't. But here's a, here's a good, this is a good point here. Put the lime in there, see if it makes it taste any different. And there's a whole history to the limes in a beer. And it's pre, it's a pretty cool history. I'm going to put my the lime in my Tecate right now. Yeah, because. Be careful you don't get cut. You don't want any blood or yeah, iron It's a flavor. can. So it seems like they did not want you to put a lime in it. No, they didn't. But, but I'm going to put it in anyway. It may may help the taste. I don't know. All right. So um, before I taste it with the lime in it, everybody else is putting a lime in their tecate. At least I won't get scurvy. So why are we putting lime in our in our you know Mexican? I'm curious. Not Mexican beers, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo beers. So uh, and Brian, you helped us out with this info. One idea is that bartenders at beachside or open air bars would stick a lime in the rim of a bottle to keep the flies away from the beer's sugar. For real? The flavor combo just happened to work, so it stuck. Flies not like limes? <laughs> I That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something pungent about the lime. I might be using limes for more things than just beer. Than <laughs> um, flies. Another theory, old school beer bottles were sealed with metal caps that didn't have a plastic liner, which could leave a ring of rust on the rim of the bottles. Now, wiping the rim with a lime wedge became a typical way to remove this. So, whatever the reason, that trend caught on. Also, that's why why you don't see any cans of old rust bucket anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one's a little, little more uh, story-like. As a story goes, in 1981, a bartender in California. Which, you know, they always start all the cool stuff. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> a bartender in California made a bet with a friend that he could kickstart a new trend by shoving a lime into a bottle of beer. I'm going to go ahead and cancel that yeah, one Yeah, that sounds so like somebody bragging. Hey, gonna, guess what, dude? I did it first. Yeah, we're going to cancel culture that one? Okay. <laughs> um, brewers, here's another one. Brewers used, used steel beer cans, which occasionally resulted in a sharp metallic beer flavor, mm. adding a lime 
piece to enhance the taste prevented wasting a freshly opened uh, beer can. Didn't I know that? Um, so some people believe that a slice of fruit, this is another one, sorry. Some people also believe that a slice of fruit will hide the skunk beer flavor that occurs when the beer really? is exposed to sunlight. Oh. Red glass is the best in preventing this phenomenon, but it's expensive to make red glass. So many manufacturers chose green and brown bottles. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, you know, keeping the flies away or keeping the rust away. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you, you, you perked up when he said steel cans. No, actually I was perking up at the, uh, the new trend there. I, I, I think good swill hunting should start a new trend and start shoving a, an avocado wedge into our beers. If we really <laughs> want it to catch on, we need an avocado beer. That's there way too hipster for us. <laughs> you know, like, and oh. the lime has helped to cut uh, it. It did. It did well, help it. And, and that's why I think the real reason for lime and beer, just from my knowledge of beer um, and, you know, the beer industry insider, what you call me, um, or at beer expert. You know, own, own the label. Yeah. Is I, I truly think that most... Mexican beers are skunked, right? Even oh. if you have a green bottle, it's invi- inviting extra unwanted light to skunk a beer. Dos Equis has a skunk flavor. Corona typically has a skunk so flavor. We could put a lime in a Heineken. Maybe we that. didn't try that with Van Danken. Maybe that would have helped. Uh, another episode. I don't know. <laughs> it's but kind of a way of cheating, like almost like if it's masking, sucks, masking right? something bad. Right. And, and I think that's what, that's what it's meant to do. And I think this taste... Different beer with the lime it's in better. it. The is 100% different. Oh, yeah. It's totally different. I'm not as disappointed with my son for it, deciding to go to Florida State now because he's dating a cheerleader right. there. I went to right. Florida State. Okay. Brian went to Miami. And, I, and and he just proved the point. You know, he's, uh, he's bringing he's, it up. He's, yeah, he's, he's I, knocking I didn't bring, you. I'm, I'm having grace about the whole thing. You should. You know? All right. John, what did they we, drink? Yeah, we have five like? championship the, rings the, for football. I just want to point that out, you know? You know what? We could bring up a lot of historical right. things. Let's bring up the let's bring up the brewery, because you touched on the brewery. I did. I did. So, what, so are we, what are we talking here with Tecate Original? It was made by the brewery that I cannot pronounce, but you said it's, a, right. it's pronounced Heineken? Yeah, pronounced Heineken. Uh, it is founded in Tecate, Baja, California. So Tecate was the name of the city. Um it was founded in 1944, and it's and I really almost interrupted earlier, but I don't want to give away the history. When Matt said, "It's like, hey, I got done with a hard day at work. Stop by the gas station; it's the cheapest thing to buy, and it'll do." Um, but they designed it to quench the thirst of miners when they got off of work. Oh, miners like coal miners. Yes, okay. coal miners. Great. Sorry, we do not condone underage I thought they drinking. They were giving beer to kids at first. <laughs> no, no, coal miners. Um, so. And, and I like the beginning of it because I, the founder of it, um, Alberto um, Aldrete, he kind of reminds me of like the craft beer founders of today where they, they were renegades, right? When Sierra Nevada and Stone and they when they all started, everyone's like, what are you doing? You can never be a successful brewery because that's owned by Miller and Coors and, and, hmm. and the Bushes. Um and he was told the same thing. He's like, don't open a brewery in this town. It will never succeed. And so he did it. Um, so that was in 1944. They, in 1947, were already importing their beer to the United States. Um, also Asia. So they were really, they went international Big time. really fast. Um, and then in the 1950s, they were bought by Kualahameka Montezuma. Um, but the, the company itself has been an innovator. 
Uh, they were the first easy open can in Mexico. Easy open can? Really? We're opening right here. Yeah. You don't need a can opener. Open and I it. do want to point out that on the uh, the little pull tab is the uh, the bird that's on the can. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, that I cool? kind of missed that. I'm going to have to get that, that on that's Instagram. Pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, they were the first light lager in Mexico. And then in 1990, they were bought by Heineken. Now, and for those naysayers, that's a you know, macro beer, kind of like. Uh, what was it earlier? Regia, which was owned. Regia yeah. Especial. Right. Uh, but but as much as they are owned by Heineken, it's the original recipe oh, from 1944, cool. which I don't know if that's such a good thing. I know. Yeah. They may I, have wanted to tweak it, does, it over the years. I mean, Brian, when you look at this bottle, though, I mean, it looks like they paid an art. I mean, can. It, it looks like they paid an artist and like they went. Like they spent a lot of money on branding here. They do. Um, they they want to be known as the manly beer. Um, they maybe why our expectations were so high because I mean you're looking at it, you're like this looks like like big beer. Yeah. They, they sponsor a lot of boxing events because that's a manly sport. They claim to be the official beer of grilling out, which you know that's what men should be doing: grilling out <laughs> meat over open flames. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, so there, there's a little background on Tecate Original. Uh, so Matt. We're going to rank this one here. Uh, how far are you? You want another one? Uh, I'm, I'm about a third of the way through. And, uh, you know, the lime juice does make it better. I did have a habit for a while there of squeezing a little lemon juice into my beer. Really? To, to kind of help. What's that do with bush eyes? I've done it with bush eyes. Yeah. I don't do it currently. Like <laughs> More like a like a Milwaukee's best or something like oh. that, that needs a little bit of help going down. But uh, Bush Ice doesn't. Not for me. <laughs> I got a case in the trunk right now. Uh, but I'm going to give this one a three. I, oh. I'm i not going to hate on it because now that I know that it's the beer of the working man yeah. and that it was made for the working man. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. We, beer, do help. we make Bear for the American working man because that's, that's who we, we are and that's, that's who we, we care about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always love Matt's analysis. Yes, he he's always he but analyzes. It, I agree with you on on some of those points. So this one, you know, I'm going to give it a. Th- are we, we're not ranking it. Yet. Yes, do it. Uh, now. I'm going to give it a three, um, just because okay. of the alcohol content, um, the the incredible branding making you think that yeah. oh man. I'm buying a like a big time beer here, um, and and it just didn't taste as good as some of these other swills that we have here. This was the cheapest one. It was the cheapest six one. Six cents an ounce. Six cents an ounce. That's a big deal, but I'm still going to give it a three, just because. Okay. You know, when you're when you're talking about the difference in price between these, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more for the better tasting one. Brian, what you got? Brian? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go curious. with I'm going with a three as well. You're at a three. But, but going into this, I want to say. It's not horrible and it's drinkable. I yep. will say that. Yeah. Uh, and, and part of, you know, I, I held this back from the conversation, but Vine Pair, which is, a, you know, a reputable beer, wine and spirits uh, website, uh, online magazine, which you would call it. They recently did a blind taste test of seven uh, macro Mexican beers, Corona, Dos Equis, okay. Modelo right. Especial, number one. They wow. picked Tecate, number one. Who did they get to do the tasting? Fake news. All their writers. What? All their writers. They had a, they had the, the whole staff there. And so I was like, they I, didn't I held that back because I didn't, yeah, didn't want to influence you. No, they didn't. Regia. They or Monterey. And I was expecting to love this for my own history with it. 
there's some nostalgia there. Yeah. And I was expecting to love this because of, you know, Vine Pair. I, I've written for Vine Pair. Um, so, you know, they have to be good if I wrote for them. I mean... It's it's a three, and it's it's my, to me, last place of the three. We've had worse beer on this show. Yeah. Out, out, of oh, the, yeah. out of these three, yeah. though... Hang on. You know, we'll, we've, we'll had, we've had worse. We'll, we'll get to that. I will say this. I was going to give Tecate a three. However... For a couple of reasons, I'm going to bump that up. And here are the reasons. One, it's a 16-ounce can. I always enjoy that. I think that's cool. And so it's a you get a little more bang for your buck. Two, the marketing. And I will say again, the little pull tab, they have punched out a picture of the bird that's on the can. I like little details like that. That, to me, gives them a three and a quarter. 3.25. The taste? Eh, not the best. I've had better. But imagine if they just spent the money on that innovation on just making a better beer and, you know, changing Wine. the recipe since 1944. <laughs> this feels like the kind of thing that you would put in your cooler if you didn't want anybody to steal your beer. They would see it. They would say, oh, Takate. No, yeah. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. Which <laughs> is why we tried it. All right. So we tried uh, Regia Especial. Cerveza Monterey. We tried Tecate Original. I want to know. What will reign supreme? Think it over. I think we have a winner for our Cinco de Mayo Good Swill Hunting Best Beer. After tabulating the votes between Monterey, Tecate, and Regia, Regia, Especial. The winner, Regia, I gotta say, that beer really surprised me. That was the beer I thought would be a one, maybe a half. That beer was fantastic. What an amazing... I, I was Riding shocked. off into the sunset. It is riding off into the sunset. So what does that mean here in Good School Hunting? I, it means every store in the country is going to sell out of it. Why <laughs> do they sell... Why do they sell we, Tecate uh, over Regia? We why? just changed the history of... of uh, the future, I should say, of this brewery. This podcast alone. Absolutely. We will tag them. Double, when, triple sales after this. I, I got to tell you. It, it could lead to democracy in, in San Salvador. <laughs> El Salvador. Or El Salvador, sorry. Well, San Salvador is the capital where yeah, it's brewed. True. So, uh, yeah, Regia wins hands down. I didn't even think it was a contest. The most basic bottle. Is it's the beautiful. Most, I mean, it's just so simple, but was the best tasting. And you, you do have to share it. You do. It's a shareable Fantastic smooth beer. It's an experience. And for the record, you don't have to share it if you don't want to. <laughs> Matt would Why not. are you cuddling the bottle, Matt? <laughs> He's really holding it tight. My bambino. So, so you know what that means? There has never been advertising for Regia, at least not in this country. And I will say, we are changing that. And that was the winning prize. That was the prize. So Cinco de Mayo beer, the best one to get is Regia. Not sure if you can find it. Uh, at your major local grocery store, so you might have to go a little search. I think it's good to it's get out it. and go Absolutely. into those stores and Telling you know, you. it's an experience. It's fun. There, I have okay. a good time finding it. La Unica had a little taqueria stand. They had a, a, a panaria, a bakery. Like, go there, have lunch, great food, buy some ingredients that you've never had before. Use yes. and you'll cooking, probably bring it get home. some real 
delicious Mexican food. Buy some Mexican candy while you're My there. My wife had your an kids. armful when we left. I'm not kidding. Because we had a ton of it. It's sweet. It's spicy. Yeah, it's good. The, the kids will I, be I blown will, away. I will tell you that the Compare Foods in my neighborhood has at least six different varieties of chorizo, all regional from like Honduras, Amazing. Nicaraguan, El Salvadorian. Hey, some chorizo and a regia. And a regia. You're good to go for Cinco right, de Mayo. Folks, that's the charcuterie of this regia. This is uh, an eye-opening episode. Do not judge a book by its cover. I did not think much of that bottle, and I'm so glad we picked it up. The winner of our Cinco de Mayo Good Swill Hunting is Regia. The underdog. Supreme. It was the underdog. So here it is, without further ado, the commercial for Regia. His blood is transfused into talks recovering alcoholics. People say he looks like Jerry Garcia. But when Jerry saw Matt, he died from beard envy. He once hitchhiked across the country because he couldn't find Regia in Ohio and spent the night in a chicken coop with migrants. He's the most interesting Matt in the world. I don't always put down my bush ice, but when I do, I prefer Regia. Stay thirsty, mi hermanos. 